Hello, High Rock. Welcome to our daily devotional. Pastor Chris from High Rock Arlington is with us today, and we are continuing with our walk through the book of Isaiah. And today we are in chapter 52, where God is responding to a complaint or a question that comes back in chapter 51, and we'll see that today. So chapter 52, verses 1 through 12, and Chris, if you'd read that for us, that would be wonderful. Okay. Wake up. Wake up, O Zion. Clothe yourselves with strength. Put on your beautiful clothes, O holy city of Jerusalem, for unclean and godless people will enter your gates no longer. Rise from the dust, O Jerusalem. Sit in a place of honor. Remove the chains of slavery from your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. For this is what the Lord says. When I sold you into exile, I received no payment. Now I can redeem you without having to pay for you. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Long ago, my people chose to live in Egypt. Now they are oppressed by Syria. What is this? Asks the Lord. Why are my people enslaved again? Those who rule them shout in exultation. My name is blasphemed all day long. But I will reveal my name by, by, to my people and they will come to know its power. Then at last, they will recognize that I am the one who speaks to them. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the messenger who brings good news, the good news of peace and salvation, the news that the God of Israel reigns. The watchmen shout and sing with joy, for before their very eyes, they see the Lord returning to Jerusalem let the ruins of Jerusalem break into joyful song, for the Lord has confronted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has demonstrated his holy power before the eyes of all nations. All the ends of the earth will see the victory of our God. Get out. Get out and leave your captivity where everything you touch is unclean. Get out of there and purify yourself you who carry home the sacred objects of the Lord. You will not leave in a hurry, running for your lives. For the Lord will go ahead of you. Yes, the God of Israel will protect you from behind. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, uh, as I said, uh, this is kind of a response to a challenge from Israel in, in the previous chapter. Back in chapter 51, verse 9, the people said, wake up, wake up, O Lord, clothe yourself with strength. And here God starts with exactly the same words in reverse. Wake up, wake up, O Zion, clothe yourself with strength. It's uh, sort of like, you know, me wake up. No, you wake up. And well, what are they to wake up to? Uh, what do they need to learn? Well, in verses six, God tells them to remember you were captives in Egypt and now you're captive in Assyria and Babylon. Uh, but he says, but just as I freed you from Egypt, lest you forget, I'm also going to free you from Babylon. Don't forget this. On a literal level, none of us is captive in Babylon or, or Egypt or, or anything uh, to that kind of level. But there are ways in which we experience captivity in our lives. And I think it's a good question for us to ask, you know, what in our context, what are the things that enslave us? You know, Galatians 5, uh, it is for freedom's sake that Christ has set us free. So what are the things that enslave us? And and what is the kind of freedom that God is calling us into? And, and, and how do we respond to this? How do we lay hold of the freedom 
that God promises. Now, I see three responses or, or four uh, in the passage itself. Uh, first, I see in verse seven, uh, there is an encouragement and, and gratitude to those who bring uh, the good news. There's this thing about how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the messenger who brings good news, the good news of peace and salvation, the news that the God of Israel reigns. Uh, this is a, a, an idea and a verse that's pulled into the, uh, the New Testament as well. And we don't necessarily have to talk about feet, but <laughs> you can go there if you want to. Uh, but this idea of being thankful for those who are, are willing to do the work to go through the mess um, of of getting their feet dirty to bring this message of freedom to us. Mm-hmm. And then so beyond the receiving the messengers of freedom, in verses eight and nine, we can all celebrate and 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 sing for joy, which is, you know, another word for that would be worship. It says the watchmen shout and sing with joy. For before their very eyes, they see the Lord returning to the Jerusalem. Let the ruins of Jerusalem break into joyful song, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. So I think another way that, uh, you know, kind of an emotional way that we can uh, experience some of the freedom that God calls us to is is in worship. And I know, especially when I was uh, a first a Christian, I'd say, you know, definitely even today, but especially during times when I have come out of a difficult time or or a, a, a place where I felt really constrained or limited or, or or whatever it might be, like, for instance, like when we came out of pandemic and we're finally gathering together again, uh, that 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 singing for joy, that worship just tasted all the sweeter as we were celebrating the freedom that God was bringing us into. And so uh, beyond this, giving thanks to the messengers who bring this message and to singing for joy, uh, we see verse 10 uh, literally just praising God. The Lord has demonstrated his holy power before the eyes of all the nations. All the ends of the earth will see the victory of our God. I said three, maybe four, because the fourth one could maybe be separate from this, but it's right on the tail of it. In verses 11 and 12, there's this final thing of how do you lay hold of this freedom? Well, by getting yourself free, by actually getting out of Babylon, right? It says get out is, is, what, is what God has to say to them. Like change your location, change your way of life, return home uh, to God. You know, it says literally get out, get out and leave your captivity where everything you touch is unclean. And as I think about that verse, I have a, a friend who was um, who used to be a drug addict, and he was part of um, uh, his mansion ministries up in New Hampshire's where New Hampshire, which is a working farm for recovering addicts. And he shared this really concerning data when he was there that that ninety that the recidivism rate is ninety five percent. And as they looked at their data, they found that it's almost entirely linked to where you go and who you're with after you leave the program. Basically, if you return to the places and the people who led you into addiction in the first place, either because of the dysfunctional relationships or because they were addicts themselves, well, then chances were really, really high that you'd end up addicted as well. And instead, the people who got free of that were people who relocated to someplace that would would help them become healthy in the freedom that God had given them. So uh, so anyway, uh, Chris, I'm wondering what you see in this passage and, and how you hear this message of freedom and how we lay hold of the freedom that God calls us to. Well, I love the way you unpack that, first of all, and, and I definitely won't talk about feet, um, but the, <laughs> the fact that you pointed that out is I, I never really read it that way. The idea that they're, you know, getting their feet dirty, getting in the game uh, is, is a real piece of that. And I thought that was a, a really a great thing that you unpacked for us uh, here today. Um, well, even as you talked about that, and particularly the verse of, you know, get out, just the way I even read it when I just read it now is like, get out, 
get out. He repeats it. Um, you know, breaking those cycles that um, get, that we get caught in. And there's the big ones that we can think of, like you mentioned, your friend um, with things around addiction. Um, and we just get caught in these cycles. Um, for me, I, like a simple example for that that I had as a kid was my my grandma was a a just an absolute chain smoker. You know, she'd have three cigarettes burning uh, in the house. She'd have one in the kitchen, one in the living room, and one in the dining room sometimes. Um, and then as she got older, um, her doctor was like, "You have to quit. Like you got to just quit." And for her, it was actually really hard because. She smoked only in the downstairs. She didn't smoke upstairs where the bedrooms were. And so a lot of times she would just stay up there. She would just stay up and read and, and do things on her own because she needed to break that cycle. Um, unfortunately, she can't just get out of her house. They, they didn't move uh, for many years. Um, but uh, that was when I was like, oh, she, this is a habit. This is something she had to break. Um, but for me, you know, really lately where God has really been speaking to me in this is... Um, where I, I really have looked deeply at the text in John 15, where it talks about, I am the vine, you are the branches. Abide in me and you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you could do nothing. And so it kind of makes these two distinctions of being apart and being uh, and abiding in Christ. And when we're apart from God, those things that we tend to get into rhythms of are things of, um, you know, we look at amusement. So we're making, you can get addicted to watching, you know, too much Netflix kind of thing we talk about. And you get in that, that cycle of you're doing amusement or you're med you're self-medicating yourself, you're procrastinating, you know, you're avoiding certain things or the addictions really creep in. Um, and that's what you think rest is. And it's kind of empty and hollow where if we're abiding in Christ, then those things that we do for rest are tend to be more meditation or introspection and reflection um, rather than just escape and amusement. We're doing things that are recreative. And, and out of that, we really then have places where we can have deep relationships and we can be present and we can be collaborative and we have self-control and discipline. And those are the cycles that we find ourselves in that are really healthy when we're a part of God in that way. Um, I always talk about it as like those things that I see as red flags, because it's not just the big things like addiction. It can be just certain habits that I get into where um, I'm just I'm out of sync with things that are healthy for me. Um, for me, it literally is get out. Like I've had to get out and as you know, like go for my walks and I do that almost every morning. And part of that is I'm spending that time in prayer. I'm spending that time in reflection, um, you know, and, and really listening to God. I'm, I'm in conversation with others like you, you and I have gone on hikes together, um, and had amazing conversations. And it's out of that where there's real fruitfulness and it really breaks the cycles of things where I've can get enslaved into bad habits. It can feel like real enslavement. Um, and, and I love like, you know, when we, it talks about worship in this text too. I mean, think of how many songs we sing about um, freedom and breaking of chains. Um, I mean, we sing these worship songs because I think so many of us experience this where we want freedom from things that we're that control us, you know, things that control our lives and we can't say no to because they become, you know, addictive and controlling. Um, and uh, so we just long for that. And so when we find it through um, a relationship with Christ that challenges us to, you know, set those things aside and to grab a hold of better, um, you know, better ways of us living as, as Christ would have us live. Um, it's such a, that wonderful sense of freedom 
is is worth singing about. It's worth praising God about. Mm -hmm. so. You know, you, you mentioned um, a lot of activities that were kind of uh, introspective and maybe introverted at first, but I, I liked how you, you mentioned us uh, going for walks or having talks together. And, and I find for me too, uh, like for instance, uh, one of my go-tos is to hit the ice cream or cookies if we have them or, or, or whatever, and, and eat those on my, um, on my own, kind of like a little side gluttony or something. And it can be such a transformative thing to just say, rather than eating these foods on my own to say, okay, I'm going to sit down with someone in my family and, and use the food to build a relationship rather than to go hide in my, in my office while I chow down on like a stack of cookies. Instead, I can, you know, have a cup of tea and, and, and uh, mm -hmm. sit with my daughter or sit with my wife and, and we can have a conversation as, or even just enjoy the cookie together. And it enriches our relationships rather than leading us into, you know, kind of isolated practices. Yeah, uh, but in any case, I, I, sorry, I was just going to say, if you have any final thoughts, please share them. And then if you lead us in prayer, close us in prayer, that'd be wonderful. Well, I just, I, I love what you just said too, because you know, I, I love having a drink or, you know, even like a beer or a glass of wine. Uh, but for a long time, um, it's been, I call it my home alone uh, rule. Like I never drink at home and I don't drink alone. I, I it, That just ensures that I'm with someone and it has real um, connectedness rather than just a way of, of medicating and, and just, you know, numbing myself to things that maybe I need to be engaged with. And that's what God really hopes for rather than just being, um, like I said, numb to those things. So I appreciate what you're saying there too. I could talk about this forever. It's a wonderful topic. Um, uh, but let me lead us in prayer. God, we give you thanks uh, for your word and your instruction uh, because it continues to speak to us today. God, help us to find freedom in you, uh, to abide in you, to be connected to you so that we, we are able to see more clearly those things that have us enslaved. And God, that we can cast those things out, uh, rely on you and on your people for support uh, and, and guidance as we move away from those things that, that diminish who you intend us to be. God, you are a great God, and we come before you just humbly listening to your word and send us out now uh, so that we can be a blessing to the world around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Chris, thanks for joining us today. Everyone, thanks for being with us, and I hope that you can hear God's call and promise of freedom in your life today. Go in peace. Amen.